Good morning, good afternoon, uh, whenever you're tuning into this, welcome back to the Visionary Life Podcast. So I dropped the intro today um, in order to get right into the content, which I feel is super important to discuss on this platform. And at the time of recording, it is June 5th, 2020, with the horrendous murders of George Floyd, Ahmed Aubrey, Breonna. There are countless reasons why this needs to be talked about. And it's taken me a few days just to understand how I can use my platform to maybe share a message that may resonate with you. Of course, there are people who are what I deem as much more qualified than me to be speaking out, but I also realize that I do have a platform here and I have listeners. And if you're listening to this, then it means that my voice is being heard and I don't want to take that lightly. And I want to be very open and honest with you about how um, I can be better through all of this. So My hope through this episode is that you will maybe uh, just see a little bit of where I have gone wrong and what I'm doing to course correct, okay? Um, Obviously, I'm going to be honing in on the Black Lives Matter movement. And of course, like as someone who I, I would never consider myself racist, that's different than doing the anti-racism work and it's different than doing the work to ensure that my brand is diverse and that equity is had for all and that everyone feels a sense of inclusion and justice and that is not the case and as somebody who has a half black cousin and a black uncle um, I know that it is uh, something that I do feel passionately especially about my cousin about growing up in a world where I can be proud of um, how I contributed to the betterment of society and I think that now is such a pivotal time to be speaking up and using our voice so we'll dive in I've been thinking a lot about existential questions of what can I do how do I serve what do I do with my business how do I show up on social how do I revise the core values and the foundation of my business and I'm going to share all of that today. So first I just wanted to share um, I was on Facebook and uh, met with a post by Netflix and I thought it was really admirable. Netflix said to be silent is to be complicit. Black lives matter. We have a platform and we have a duty to our black members, employees, creators and talent to speak up. And that really resonated with me because I think for me, it felt easier to be silent and to kind of do my work behind the scenes. But what ultimately has transpired is that I don't want to be complicit. It's not complicitness that is going to advance this movement forward. And so any work that I can do to understand and to respect what has been happening with black lives, indigenous lives, people of color can hopefully help to um, educate anyone listening to this podcast or 
at least help me to process my own thoughts. And um, that's really how I learn best. So here we go. So I have not been overly vocal about this issue uh, for fear of getting it wrong, but I don't want to stay silent anymore. And I'm sure many of you can echo this sentiment. I had a call with my visionary students yesterday, and it was really nice to kind of give everyone a chance to just speak on where they are right now and what they're doing and what they're working on and their action plan for getting themselves up to speed. And I just want to kind of commend you all, no matter where you are, don't feel guilty, don't feel like you are behind, just take what you can from this podcast and, and commit to one thing. So, you know, it's not often that I think about my own privilege as a white woman, but then again, in my daily life, I don't walk around with fear, fear of being pulled over, fear, fear of being arrested, fear of going on a run, right? That's why I don't recognize my white privilege, which I'm sure some of you feel the same. I mean, for me to be here in my home, to be comfortable, to be <laughs> hosting a podcast, that's a privilege. To be here, to be comfortable, to have this platform as a podcaster, that's a privilege. But here's the thing. It should not be a privilege that I feel safe and comfortable and have a platform. It should be for all. There should be equity in the opportunity to create, to live, and to express ourselves. And many of you know that my brand is Visionary Life. And at the root of my vision, my mission, it's to help everyone in the world to live and lead their most visionary life. But that cannot happen without equality. How can somebody live their most visionary life if some of their basic human needs are not being met? So some of you may have heard of uh, a concept called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. This is something that I learned in, I don't know, first year psychology, I guess. And it essentially is a pyramid, and it states that when basic human needs are not met, you cannot self-actualize, which for me would be living your most visionary life. And at the bottom of the pyramid, there's physiological needs, so having your clean air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, reproduction. That's your basic physiological needs. Above that is safety needs. So that needs to be met. So you're going up the pyramid. I Look it up if you don't know Maslow's hierarchy of needs, M-A-S-L-O-W. So when I look at that pyramid and I see that safety is a basic human need that needs to be met for somebody to self-actualize, and to self-actualize would be really to step into what I'm calling your most visionary life. I'm realizing that there are so many people in this world who don't even have their basic needs met 
And here I am standing in my platform for the last many years saying, take action, live your most visionary life. How can you think about living your best life when you don't even feel safe? When you don't feel supported, when you step outside and you worry about your life, it is not okay. And that is something that I've really questioned. Because if I say it is possible to live your most visionary life, is that coming from a place of privilege as a white woman, feeling like I have those basic needs met when a lot of people do not? So what am I doing to support people who are not having their basic human needs met? I can't expect them to be dreaming, to be visionary in the way that they live their life if they're marginalized and do not experience those same um, needs being met. So that's obviously not okay. One of my core values is that visionary thinking changes the world. And again, when I look at this core value, I think, gosh, there are so many people who will never dream about a, a bigger life for themselves or following their heart or following their passion because that is not what's on their mind. They are worried about things that I, as someone of privilege and, you know, coming from um, parents who supported me and now being with a partner and, and living in a little bit of a bubble, I've never really thought about this. So if I want visionary thinking to change the world, then we need to all be treated in a just and inclusive way so that we can actually get to that point of being able to have the capacity to think and dream and believe. That does not happen when you're worried about being killed in the streets. Obviously, it's taken way too long to find justice, and this is a lesson in so many ways. Uh, but what I do know for sure is that equality is deserved by all, especially for the black, indigenous, people of color who have not had it. And that will only change when each of us do the work individually, when we drop our ignorance, when we stand up for injustice, when we listen to the voices of those who have not been heard. And I know I need to step up. I need to invest in learning from black, indigenous, and people of color, um, understanding how I can support change and not contribute to the problem. Um, I need to take a critical eye as to how I can transform myself, my business, and how I am contributing to the lack of equality that I say I'm not okay with, but I think that'll come through the actions. It's a lot of homework to be done, and it's certainly unacceptable that it's taken the current state of affairs for me to think about this. Um, that's inexcusable, and I, I of course, um, you know, I'm not okay with sitting with that, but I'm ready to make a change because equality is deserved by all. Living a visionary life is deserved by all. Everyone should be able to believe in their own dreams without fear of basic human safety, basic human physiological needs. Yet, some people cannot and some people will not. So, okay, what am I doing? Um, I'd love to hear from you as well. So let's make this a dialogue. 
Uh, first thing, I'm working my way through me and white supremacy. Uh, I'm doing the audiobook by Layla Afsad. Um, you can grab that book anywhere books are sold. I think it's uh, quite a popular book that people have been recommending and forces you to address some questions. Uh, one of the interesting questions that came up was, well, a few actually. So some of the questions such as, in what ways do I hold white privilege? And journaling on that, you know, me starting a business, me getting a job, me renting homes. Um, you know, thinking about things like, is the fact that when I walk into a grocery store that carries all of my favorite foods, is that privilege? And the fact of the matter is, well, yeah, like when I go into a grocery store, everything that is, you know, Caucasian is there. What about for people who eat differently? Where's their representation in the store? So it, it, it really brought to awareness some of the everyday things that we do that we assume are normal, but are actually from a place of privilege, that the world is constructed around white people. And um, just on a little tangent here, I mentioned I was on a call with my students yesterday, and uh, one of them is launching a nutrition business, and she was saying, it feels so trivial to be jumping on doing a cooking show right now. And, you know, you're right. There are many things that on social media at the moment feel very trivial. But we got into a chat, and um, I hope that, that she follows through on this. But I thought, or actually she said it. She said, what about reaching out to different communities? That may include the BIPOC community or other nationalities, other countries, and trying recipes from their culture. And this was something that I had actually discussed with somebody who's in my business mastermind. I was listening to one of his Facebook Lives, and he's somebody that um, used to play for the Canadian Football League, um, and his career was ended when the police wrongly accused him of possessing cocaine um, as a black person and almost ruined his life. So he said, you know, in order to make the world a better place, we need to take time to understand different communities. Go into that Caribbean restaurant and talk to the owners and learn about the culture around how they eat the food and who it's with and what ingredients go into it and what rituals they have in dining and eating. And I just, I, I loved that as a, as a side note just because Again, we can get stuck in our bubble, right? And I think it's really important to experience other cultures and remind yourself that the diversity in our world is, is so beautiful. So anyways, back to her cooking show, we, we kind of said, well, why don't you make recipes from other cultures and, and highlight recipes from people of color, indigenous people, black people, um, and get the recipe straight from them. And, and also, Go to the grocery store and see if you have trouble finding the ingredients because you might. And document that journey. Highlight it. Spotlight it. Tell your audience that, you know, it's not okay that we don't have certain ingredients available readily when there are communities that they rely on these. So, you know, it's one way that she can maybe support 
the change. Um, another, another, um, something else that came up in that conversation, and I'm sure she won't mind me saying this, I won't say her name or the town, but one of our students is actually um, the PR manager for a small town in Canada. And over the past few days, she's been thinking, okay, well, what is our town going to say about Black Lives Matter and about what's going on? And she had told us beforehand that there are only something like five black people in the entire town. So very, very small representation. But there are some people. And she was saying that the mayor of the town when asked if he wanted to address it, was kind of saying, like, no, we're not going to say anything. So really not putting out any calls to action to support what's happening in the world. And she was a little bit distraught, thinking, well, what do I do at this point? And so we had a little bit of a group brainstorm. And one of the things that we talked about was if your town doesn't say anything, and I know this is a hard place for her to be in because to speak up and to use your voice and to challenge what's happening, to challenge the suppression of black voices, that's what's been going on, right? We're trying to change that. But she needs to wait to hear from the mayor before she can release anything. And so one thing that I was thinking was, how will those five black people feel if in a month's time they have not heard anything? What will you, as the town, be sad that you didn't say in two weeks when the height of this is, is starting to fizzle out? What will that black family be sad that you didn't say? to support them. And what does that say about the town if you don't address the issue that's going on in the world? And we can all extract this into our own lives. What does that say about you as a person if you're not willing to address what is going on? What will your black, indigenous, people of color, what will those allies of yours think if you do nothing through this time? What will they be sad that you didn't say? What will they be sad that you didn't use your voice for? So just a thinking point for all of us. And this is why I, I love meeting with the Visionary Method students because conversations like this can happen and there's a space for them. So aside from the book, Me and White Supremacy, um, I've also linked some resources that I've been diving into, workshops, books, podcasts, posts um, over at kelseyridle.com slash links. I learn when I compile and, and make documents and um, type things out. So I've done that and you can look at that there. Um, I'm also taking a critical eye to my own business. Um, it goes without saying that I need to be more inclusive on the podcast. So as many of you know, I do a lot of interviews with guests. We're at over 112 episodes now. And like point blank, there's not enough diversity and unique voices. So that is something that I need to own up to and um, really figure out a better strategy moving forward. And I mean, it's simple. 
give marginalized people a platform. That's it. Um, revising my vision, right? My vision can still be that everyone lives and leads their most visionary life, but if I'm not supporting those basic human needs in addition to helping people self-actualize, then I'm not giving everybody the opportunity to do that. I know that I can donate and I can understand how to give some sort of give back strategy. Um, hearing the demands of the Black Lives Matter community has been really powerful for me, um, especially the, the Toronto-based community. Um, I was reading, I think it was blacklivesmatter.ca and they have a list of demands demanding to know, you know, which police officer killed so-and-so and which police officer killed this person. And it's not okay that that list is ongoing. So we can donate there. Um, so that's a few things. And I know many of you have brilliant suggestions. So please reach out on Instagram or um, just send me a quick note to my email inbox if you have anything you want to share with me. And if you're unsure of how to navigate your life, your business, again, you can reach out, love to talk. I think conversation is important through this time. Um, I know it's been really good to just vocalize everything um, and to practice using our voices. Let's use our voice. We have it for a reason. There's a division happening, right? There's division. And uh, I think having community and being part of community is the answer. Creating community is the answer. Joining new communities. So I really hope that helps to give you some insights. And um, more than anything, I just wanted to let you know where my head's at and how I'm going to do better. That word keeps coming to mind, better. I need to do better moving forward. And that starts with awareness and education. Uh, but then it leads into action, right? So never forgetting that um, just learning and studying is, isn't enough to make the change. But of course, it starts at the individual level, right? We all have the power to change the world. Small steps at a time. All right, sending love to you all. I know it's been a bit of a, a, bit of a week, so uh, I'll check in with you guys really soon.